All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of Two Shot Tuesday. I am one half of your podcast dream team, Jason Riley, and with me to help complete the dream, Barry T. Nixon. Well, that was a hell of an intro, Jay. Thank you. Great to be part of the dream team. I like it. Yeah. Well, you know what? You need a dream team when you got a big show like this one. And let me just tease it up as follows. Uh-huh. You you know how they say, and this was a, a theme that I kind of threw out to you. You jumped on it, got excited about it. And now, boom, 24 hours later, it is going to be live on the show. <laughs> That's all it took. This is how I would describe it. You know how they say you can't judge a book by its cover? Yes, I've heard that. Yeah. Well, can you judge a movie by its poster? This is the burning question that we're finally going to get to the bottom of today. Yeah, well, we're going to start ourselves off with a shot. But before we do, listeners, get ready because we have got each of us our top three movies. Great posters, not so great movies. We'll see where you land on this one. Shall we hit it up for shot number one? All right, shot number one. It's an old favorite. Whiskey is back, Jay, after a slight detour the last number of weeks. It's Glenda Lowe. What have you got? Barry, I am also having a Glenda Lowe. This is the first time I've had my nice. own bottle in the mini mansion, right? I've only ever had it with wow. you. So this yeah. is the first time St. Kevin's actually, you know, taking up shop right here in my own home. Perfect. Cheers. Cheers. It really is a whiskey that ticks all of the boxes. Yeah, it's a fabulous whiskey. Uh, how did you discover yeah. it? Was it a trial and error thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just, I, I, you know, you know me, that I like Irish and American whiskeys. That's mm-hmm. sort of the criteria. And, uh, you know, I don't want to go too crazy, but the price point was sort of, you know, it's a moderate price point. So that's good. And you, lo and behold. Yeah, it's, it's, you get great value because it's price plus that wonderful taste and it, all yeah. the experience. And so, you know, I said trial and error. I misspoke. It was trial, but there was no error. <laughs> it was zero error. And, you know, the, 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 the bottle is also kind of sexy. So that also draws me in. You know, advertising, it works. Let's talk about movie posters. So we've Let's each get picked- into it three movie posters that Mm -hmm. we thought the movies did not hold up. And why don't we just go back and forth and we'll talk about our our memories of them if we know them. So why don't you start? Oh, I will. Uh, I'm going to begin with 1999's Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Now, this is the teaser poster. You may Mm -hmm. remember it featuring Jake Lloyd as, you know, a little kid dressed sort of like as Luke. Um, He's walking in front of his house and there's a shadow cast on the side of his home. Yes. And it appears as Darth Vader. And I was thought, oh my God, this is crazy. This is so exciting. And then, of course, we went to the movie and not yeah. so great. Yeah, so good. But that poster was awesome. So good. That was the best way to bring back that trilogy. That was such an ominous poster with little Anakin and that Darth Vader shadow. It was amazing. That's a great, yeah. that's a great first one. What have you got? Uh, I've got, I don't know the year it came out. I'm going to say like 1988 or something. I went with Jewel of the Nile. Classic oh. Michael Douglas, Kathleen oh. Turner, Danny DeVito. I, okay. I I yeah. love that movie, Jay. You didn't like the movie? Disappointing. Wow. I loved Romancing the Stone. We all loved oh. Romancing the Stone. That was the first one. Jewel of the Excuse Nile was... Yeah, I got it twisted. You're absolutely right. The yeah. sequel was half-assed. Half-assed. Right. But the poster, I was looking at it today, There, it was painted up like an Indiana Jones poster, one of those classic serials. They're all yep. on a rope. Danny DeVito, Michael Douglas, and Kathleen Turner swinging in into a, a temple. There's a plane coming at them. There's a whole army of like yeah. Arabs coming at them. It looked like it was going to be a kick-ass sequel. And, and it was, you know, riding the momentum of that first one. Everybody wanted to see them together. And unfortunately, it really didn't live up to the hype. Yep, you're absolutely right. And I, like I said, I just... I. Got confused. 
the first one, Romancing the Stone, though. Classic, classic. Great poster and a good movie. Yes. That's for another show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the you can judge a movie by its poster episode. That's coming coming your way soon. <laughs> we should really be doing it next week. Okay. Yeah. Howard the Duck, Jay. Ooh. I think this came out mid-80s. Uh, the poster, kind of cool. Just an egg yeah. with the duck bill busted through. And I don't know. I think he may even have a cigar. But anyway, yeah. it kind of looked like, what is this? This might be kind of interesting. And then, of course, you see the movie and yeesh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, didn't didn't do what I think George Lucas wanted it to do. Yeah. And you know, or did you know that Howard the Duck is a Marvel Comics property? I only learned this later in with, life. I with the didn't new know Marvel. Yeah, because he's been in some of the new Marvel or one of the new Marvel Universe movies. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. He showed up in an end credit scene of, I want to say, one of the Avengers movies, maybe. He was in, like, yeah. the collector's home. Oh, like he, but he was, like, he didn't say anything. He was just no, part of the collection? Just a duck. Yeah, he was just a duck sitting there. I, I, He's been in one of them. But he, so this was, and it was a 70s, you know, duck. He was more like, um, it was satirical. It was a very satirical comic. And so it did not translate to the screen very well. Our friend uh, uh, DJ Teenage Werewolf has it on VHS cassette, believe it or not. Wow. Does he yeah. bust that out and rewind it often? No, I don't think he has a VCR anymore, but I think it's just more like <laughs> a, a talking point. It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, for my second one, I picked Masters of the Universe. Oh, and, boy. Uh, specifically, the VHS advertised copy, so when it was coming out on video. Because the mm -hmm. one at the theater was not so great. It was it was um, He-Man in silhouette with like a you know, with all this light behind him and you could see Courtney Cox sitting across from her boyfriend. So the movie theatrical one sort of implied that there was a 90s vibe going on and they would be in present day Earth, right. which is where they sadly ended up. But when they they amped it up, you got to see Skeletor, you got to see He-Man, you got you didn't see much of the humans. There was like a little bit of New York City in the background. Yeah. And you got the sense that this was going to be a real fantasy movie. And um, sadly, when you, they did this too often in the 80s. They would take fantasy properties and set them in, modern day America to save money. And the results were usually not great. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to see a, a new He-Man film set in the He-Man universe of Eternia? I mean, Jesus, yeah. come on, let's get this moving. Let's get it made. It's a well-known property, but that one didn't hold up, unfortunately. All right, let's go to number one. What is your number one? Great movie? Not, no, sorry. Great movie poster. Not so great movie. You know what? It's Maximum Overdrive, mm -hmm. directed by Stephen King, his one and only directorial efforts, and uh, mixed results. Emilio Estevez is in it. I mean, there are parts of it that are pretty cool. The poster, though, is pretty yeah. damn awesome. It has the truck with the goblin face. I'm thinking specifically of the uh, the Blu-ray cover, which yeah. also sh features a severed hand. Almost like it's yeah. like been like reaching out towards you. Like there's carnage everywhere. It's really kind of well drawn. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you're just basing it on the poster, it should be a hell of a movie. It's not. You sent I still bought poster. it on Blu-ray though, because I'm a completist for these Stephen King films. So have you watched it on Blu-ray? I like... made it almost all the way through, Jay. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I have to, if I'm going to do it again, I'm going to do your style and like whack it up into like four parts. And That's then I should be able to do it. Like, you know, 25 minutes max that's it matt that maximum overdrive there maximum 25 minutes <laughs> that's how you remember that yeah i don't even remember it very well i did see it and you saying emilio estefez i'm remembering more of it now but 
Yep. I have a hard time putting it together. And he wrote, I know he wrote the original story. Did he write this, the screenplay? That's a good question. I think it might have been a short story that got mm -hmm. lengthened out. Um, but I, I'm not entirely yeah. sure. Yeah, Stephen King's short stories usually translate into pretty good films because they have that. They're so media stories that you need that space to draw them out. Like that was Shawshank Redemption. That was App Pupil. That was yeah. The Body, which became Stand By Me. Like, yeah, I guess in other people's hands, they can turn them into good things. In his own hands, maybe not, Stephen. Yeah, I guess I not. Know. And maybe that's why he's never directed again. I mean, that's a that's yeah. a whole other beast. And that's yeah. tough to do. But uh, anyway, good poster. Okay. And for my final one. Yes. Uh, you'll remember this movie. Great poster. I was looking at it today. Jaws 3D. Ooh. Okay. You know, it, that was the amusement park. and you've <laughs> Underwater got... amusement park, right? They had those tunnels. Yes. The yeah. Tunnels. Yeah. And so tunnels. you've got in the background of the poster is Jaws coming up. That's the same Jaws as, you know, the, the first poster when he's coming up. And then you see the fin and you see these two... Um, the shot is from the back of a boat, and you're seeing these two um, water skiers. Yeah. And then one, there's a girl in the water, and he's pulling her along. She's just sort of skating around the water. It looks very exciting. It's not the best drawn poster in the world, but it's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, I was pretty excited about it. And then, of course, you watch it, and it was like all those 3D movies that were happening at that time, you know, very quality. You, did you see it in 3D at the theater? Jaws no, 3? I saw it on TV when it was just Jaws 3. Right. They couldn't do the 3D transfer, I guess, onto a TV. Yeah, they did the same thing with Amityville 3D. Yeah. There was, you're right. There was a, a spate of those movies in the 80s where they just added 3D to things. Yeah. Friday the 13th, part three. 3D. Yeah, exactly. And the movie 3D was different because at home on TV, when they have 3D movies, which was rare, you had yeah. to go get the blue and red glasses. But <laughs> oh, the yeah. Theater, yeah, theater was different technology. It was the sunglasses. That's right. Yeah. So it didn't translate well. No, and those red and blue, I mean, we sat, we wore those <laughs> when we saw Friday the 13th Part 3 and 3D at the Royal all those years ago. And it really, it, it just muddies the entire yeah. palette of the movie. Like it almost, I don't know yeah. why they did that. I guess that's all they could do at the time. Those were red and blue? I didn't remember. I yeah, they, they were, were red and blue. They were, okay. Yeah, they were old school, man. For the, for the, when we saw Friday the 13th Part 3 and 3D, I don't know how I was able to convince you to do it, but you did it. And uh, we sat through it. <laughs> there was one scene where Jason like fires a, you know, he had like a, you know, what was it like? Some kind of dart gun. Uh, it was a crossbow. Like a crossbow. Yeah, a crossbow. Yeah. And the 3D of that, the arrow coming like at the audience and then jamming into the eyeball of the, you know, one of the unfortunate counselors was, I mean, pretty that was pretty cool. Yeah. And there was a couple overhead shots of popcorn popping. They were just yeah. trying to show off what they could. Whatever they could do. All right. Well, that was fun. That was our that was three. Fun. Yeah. Viewers or listeners, I would suggest maybe don't check out those movies, but do check out those movie posters. Now we're going to transition to other things right after shot number two. Perfect. All right, Barry, for shot number two, I am once again singing from the hymn book of the Blessed Saint Kevin. Same here. Cheers. Cheers. So now we're going to the, you know, the second part of the show is really, you know, it's it's Barry's basket of goods. And that's what, <laughs> is that what it is. You. Yeah, because you've, you've collected some experiences and things over the course of the week. A couple you need things. To share with me and our listeners. What's in the basket of goods tonight? Uh, this afternoon, I tried the chicken Big Mac for the first time. So okay. listeners, if you haven't tried it, and I'm sure you've seen the ads for it, it's everywhere. It's basically a Big Mac with chicken, and it's okay. That's my review. Yeah. It's just okay. It, it's not, it still tastes like a Big Mac, but it's it's because it's a breaded chicken patty, it's a little heavier than your standard Mac, because obviously they're not breading the beef. Right. That's a good point. 
So it's a little heavier, but I mean, it's not really much different. Do I, yeah. you know, expect to see it on the menu for months to come? No. I mean, it's just sort of a, it's yeah. a novelty. That's, that's really all it is. I feel like if it was really great, it would have been on the menu years ago, right? Like this is something yeah. that they finally got around to, all right, let's, let's just do it. Yeah. And I do find like, I don't believe they're advertising where they, the advertising is, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like, well, you must've seen it. They've, it's been on TV a million times. It's always somebody like they're building a Big Mac out of chicken McNuggets. And the whole thing yeah. is you've, you for years, you've been creating your own and now we're going to create it. I don't think anybody in the history of McDonald's <laughs> ever bought a Big Mac and a side of chicken nuggets, took the meat out of the Big Mac and put it, gave it to someone and then put their McNuggets in. Like, I just think that's yeah. not true advertising. Nobody has been doing it. They may have asked for it, but nobody's doing it. Nobody's throwing away the meat. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Like, and make it out of chicken nuggets. Like that's, they're not doing that. I, I just don't believe I call bullshit on the advertising. That's all. Yeah. If yeah. anything, they were jamming the nuggets in the Mac with the existing beef. I mean, let's yeah. be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So because that's people who think of this are probably high on drugs. Probably. Yeah, exactly. That's probably where it started, right? You're right. They're probably so thank high you, on thank drugs. Thank you, stoners, for coming up with this. <laughs> nice. Um, and I'll just say that I don't like the Big Mac special sauce. So I've no. never gone in for the Big Mac. So the chicken Big Mac is not going to entice me because it still has that special sauce that I don't want. And cheese, right? It has cheese. It's got cheese. And it's I got two cheese. things you don't want, Jack. I don't want any of that. <laughs> I've always wanted the three buns, though. I've never been able to experience the three buns because that's the only one that has three buns, which I think it'd be kind of cool. You could probably order a naked Mac. I think that's how you order it. Just say, you, give me a Mac naked. I guess I could do that. I can it's work It's got to be done. <laughs> All right. The other thing I wanted to just touch on quickly is um, I saw Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves with yes. Rob Peeps, the movie guy last Friday. It was pretty damn fun. And we also yeah. saw it in Screen X. I've talked to you about Screen X before. That's where the image is on the right and left side of the theater, mm -hmm. in addition to being up front. Rob noticed some technical things that weren't seamless, but he's got an eye for that. I didn't yeah. notice it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Very funny. Great action. Good characters. Nice. Well, he is the movie guy, so he is paid to make sure that he notices these types of things. That's these were technical things. Yeah, though, that's like... what I mean. It's part of the contract. He's got to watch sure. it with an intense eye that you don't <laughs> okay. have to burden yourself with, which is great. And so we appreciate Rob it's for nice that. Thanks, free. Rob. Yeah, it's nice to be free. And so it was more than you know. What would have been funny is if the Screen X was just that same wheat from the Ghostbusters. It was always right. wheat. So it was always it's just always wheat. <laughs> Screen wheat. They, they have improved it though, Jay. And Tell I, me I mentioned about it. this to you. It's uh, it's clearer on the right and left side. So they've yeah. done some kind of enhancement to the whole experience because it, it did feel uh, fresher than when I saw uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And that's not like that was 10 years ago. That was only, a, you know, a year or two, two years ago. Maybe. Right. Good movie. Check it out. Even if you don't know the world of Dungeons and Dragons or the characters or any of that stuff, you don't need to. Because I, I didn't know anything about it, but I clearly enjoyed the ride. And Hugh Grant in particular is a standout as this really greasy villain. And he mm -hmm. plays it to a T and he's just amazing to watch. And uh, Chris Pine, I mean, this guy can do a lot of things, um, including comedy. And, yeah. and Rob picked up on something and I, I think this is bang on. It was almost like he was channeling his inner Jason Bateman. You know, some of that, like yeah. uh, Bateman's classic sarcasm, some of the way he delivers lines. So Chris Pine was kind of doing a Bateman in certain oh, yeah. moments of the movie, but he did it well. Okay. And I thought it was like, great. You pulled it nice. off. Because usually That's... the only person who could pull that off is the inventor himself. But, yeah, uh, he's pretty singular talent at doing that kind of delivery. 
Yeah, and it's his thing. Like he's pioneered. Yeah. I think other people people call it the Bateman because that's just he started it. I do want to say you didn't go in knowing nothing about Dungeons and Dragons because I did furnish that's... you with the intro to the original 80s cartoon show. Now, how did okay. that stack up and prepare you for the movie? Oh, I tell you that I, I, it was it was so good. I forgot that I even saw it. Jay. I, yeah. I, I got to be honest with you. Once the once the Screen X started and the wheat and everything else, you were pulled into this <laughs> world. I forgot about that uh, little bit of cartoon. Were there no characters from it? Like none of the. Uh, it wasn't the same like in the, in the cartoon they go into an amusement park and that sends right, them into no. the world no so none of that with no, the there kid, was no dungeon kids. master okay yeah there was nothing That's like that bad. but they were using all the terminology because i could hear yeah. you know people behind where rob and i were sitting like gasping and or say oh they, they said it or whatever like they were <laughs> they were clearly some some super fan D &D guys yeah. uh mostly guys uh, in the theater yeah, of course night. yeah i um, but yeah, mm -hmm. check it out. It's good. It's worth the uh, price of admission. Star rating? Uh, I would say four out of five, man. I really four enjoyed five. it. Four out of five, okay, good. The, the jokes landed. The effects were great. The characters were really fun. Good story. It moved along, uh, and there was no boring parts. So. Nice. And I have one check more question on yeah. Screen X. Did, did they ever have a moment where, like, you know, when somebody walks into a screen for the scene, did they capture any of the time them, like, walking up on Screen X and then come in? Yeah. So actual actors, not even... Like, where they would come up on the right and left side and then just then walk in and they start would just acting. walk in exactly some of the characters that's how they would approach so they had these wider shots that's but great. rob picked up that there was some i don't know i guess they did some digital work to kind of like make mm -hmm. it seem more smooth than it actually was he was paying more attention to right. the right and left side of okay. the screen yeah. i was just looking forward which I think is how you're supposed to enjoy Screen X. You just yeah. look forward, and the other stuff peripheral just comes all around you as you around you. Call yeah. coined the last time we talked about Screen X. It's all around you, folks. Just look ahead, and that's all you got to do. Wonderful, truly. All right, I think that's our show, Jay. We've covered a lot of ground, listeners. Thanks for being with us again this week. And uh, next week, maybe we'll we're going to come at you. Actually, we are going to come at you with something very special. We're bringing back product corner new product corner that's all i'm gonna say jason and i will be ready and uh with our recommendations and our review it's, this is very exciting you found this one Certainly this is, is really this is exciting for us i'm i'm excited see you next week jay have a good night <laughs> thank you for listening to two shot tuesday the show is produced by barry and i and edited by me if you have yet to rate and review the show on apple podcasts please take a second to do so now it helps us grow and it helps new audiences to find the show you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Shot Tuesday and on Twitter at Two Shot Tuesday Podcast. Stop by, give us a follow, leave us a comment, and share your favorite episodes. If you have a question you'd like featured on the show, you can send us a text at 647-486-4848. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.